Welcome back to Big Gay Nerds. We are here playing Monster of the Week. I am joined by uh, Levi. I'm Levi. He, they, a frequent contributor to the show. Um, Pixie. Hi, I'm Pixie. She, her, they, them. And I still don't know what to say for my intro, but I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, you're a frequent contributor. You can do that one. That's easy. That's true. I am now. <laughs> I, yeah. I recommend it. <laughs> uh, we have Snapper. Hello, I'm back yet again. It's good to see you all. Uh, I'm Snapper. Uh, I go by he, him, and it's great to be back on the show. And Jonix. Hello, it's me, Jonix. Um, uh, he, him, or they, them is fine. And as always, you can find me on Twitter.com at GoJonixGo. <laughs> yes, and I almost forgot, I'm Owen, um, founder slash director of Big Gay Nerds, he, him. And I run our social media presence. Um, so, uh, last time we did the whole character creation gamut. Um, and, you know, if you want to hear how that went, uh, just go and listen to it. Um, but... We left off with you getting your very first clue, um, which is, I'm going to read the whole thing now. It was a, a short but um, rather telling uh, newspaper article that you found. Missing Teen Blamed on Alien Abduction by Lee Bowman, the Empire Reporter. Horseshoe, New York. Last night... Local high school senior Cole Jackson seemingly disappeared from their bedroom. Neighbor and classmate Linda Brown reports strange lights and sounds, though authorities remain skeptical. This Tuesday morning, Mr. and Mrs. Jackson uh, discovered that their child was not in the house and that their bedroom window was open. Friends and neighbors reported that they had not seen Cole after the previous evening, but Linda Brown claimed to have witnessed a strange phenomena on the night in question. Around 2 a.m., Brown had left bed to use the bathroom when she allegedly noticed a strange greenish light in through her window. She described looking outside and seeing the light emanating from Cole's bedroom, then seeing a person-sized ball of that light emerge from the open window and fly away. She believes that this was some kind of entity that has abducted Cole. Parents and local law enforcement alike have voiced their skepticism of this claim, citing a lack of corresponding witnesses and the standing validity of mundane explanations. At present, the case is being approached as a typical missing person scenario, with search parties combing the nearby woods. Sheriff Melrose was quoted as saying, it doesn't help anyone to jump to the supernatural, especially when the other possibilities are problems we can actually address. So, <laughs> seeing this as uh, a possible sign of the sort of thing that you folks handle, uh, you have driven to uh, Horseshoe, New York, which is, you know, it's upstate. It is um, a smallish town that is... Um, it's on the river and very much surrounded by a lot of like pine forests, that sort of stuff. Um, and just by driving through, you can, you kind of get the impression that it's one of those smaller towns that whatever it's big source of industry was before has sort of fallen off. And so it's kind of making the tourism gambit, but it's not able to fully commit, you know? 
um the uh the like the shops and stuff on main street have committed to a certain like kitschiness that that uh, that has that sort of vibe you know kind of a tourist town vibe tragic. yeah <laughs> um but at the same time you're not seeing any like big attractions around and of course yeah um so you've probably either rented a motel room or two unless you're just like staying in your van um i don't know um if any of you are the type who would like wish to just all bunk in the van together if you had other options <laughs> but um uh, right now, you are uh, probably uh, having breakfast at the Old Mill Diner, which is down at the side of the river, and there's sort of like a nice view. It is sort of what I would call like kind of like a mid-range diner, where it's not like just a greasy spoon or whatever, um, but like it's it's nothing that you would like tell anyone about, you know? Sure. Um, and you are seated around your table waiting for your respective orders. And, uh, let's get a quick, uh, rundown of, uh, what you all look like and, uh, what you're doing as you sit around. So, um, I guess going by the same order I did before, let's start with, uh, Levi's character. Okay, so Zeke Thompson is a fairly broad man. Uh, he's wearing a a cheap and well-worn business suit. He has a crew cut. Uh, he's rereading the newspaper article and nodding. He takes a sip of his coffee and he goes, Sounds like fairies to me. <laughs> Classic stuff. They take your kid. Sometimes they replace it with a turnip with a face that screams at you. <laughs> It doesn't happen as much anymore, but we have tons of records on this kind of thing. What a strong opening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll keep up that order. Uh, Pixie, uh, who's your character? What do they look like? And how do they react to what was just said, if at all? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, my character is Claire St. George, and she is um, a rather petite um like early 20s um young woman with like dark brown hair that's kind of like feathered and clipped to about her neck length and she's got kind of big brown eyes and that's maybe the most striking thing about her is that mm. her eyes are especially since she so, she herself is rather small so her eyes are pretty <laughs> they stand uh, out <laughs> i see um, yep and she is poking at a slightly dry omelet. Mm. And uh, when when Zeke says this, she kind of just looks up, nods thoughtfully. <laughs> Don't have a lot of experience with fairies, but I, I trust that you do. Uh, I mean, I've never seen any myself. It's just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a topic of research, right? Yeah, you know, it's just like, yeah. this is classic fairy. Hmm. I'll have to read up on those when I get a chance. And we need to compare notes. 
And I assume that uh, seated next to Claire is her uh, adoptive father. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Who is? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Basil St. George uh, (laughs) is currently um, pouring some maple syrup into his coffee and stirring it in. Um, He's got got about... uh, He's got neck length, scraggly uh, black hair. Uh, he's wearing an all uh, green tracksuit, completely spotless. Um, God. He uh, gray eyes, uh, strangely friendly looking for someone who kills people for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look closely, you'd probably notice like the the imprint of his his gun in his waistband. Oh, okay. Um, he. He looks up and goes, Fairies? Well, you know, fairies seem pretty easy to kill. I mean, they say it's cold iron, right? Well, all iron I've ever met is cold. No, that means I have... I don't, I don't think... I mean, I, I guess I've never heated it before, but it tends to be pretty cold all the time. Well, it, Do we stick it in a freezer no, or something? It's, it's a metallurgical term. It means it hasn't been melted down to get the impurities out. It's just been pounded. Oh, I see. So, yeah. like a katana, then? No, it's actually an extremely bad weapon. Uh, very blunt. Uh, it's hard to get an edge on it, because you have to make the edge by hitting it with a hammer. <laughs> well, I don't know where we're going to find that in this town, but maybe one of the kids' shops will have it. <laughs> <laughs> the voice is killing me, dude. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. I don't, yeah. I don't think you warned us about this at all. <laughs> It's a new development. Um, oh, just on the spot. Yeah, well, I, I decided it like yesterday. Mm. Uh, Basil takes takes a drink of his coffee and uh, looks over at um, his friend uh, Terry and says, Do you have any cold iron grenades, my friend? Okay. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, Codename Mysterium. As the group knows them, uh, is uh, do we know them as is, codename Asterian or just Asterian? Well, I mean, some people know them as other things, like Basil knows them as Terry, yeah. and you might know them as something else, uh, cousin uh, Terry. <laughs> as well, cousin Aster, cousin Aster, right? <laughs> codename Asterian gets named a lot of things. It's kind of a problem for them. <laughs> um, Too many names. So, it's like a Dostoevsky novel in here. <laughs> so they are they're of uh of like middling height um broad shoulders um uh, uh short cut hair with a with a streak of of white uh in the front um and they have a a, a gold bull ring septum piercing uh and uh they they have a, also a, a thick le- uh, leather jacket that they that they have on um which is hiding uh, flak vest and also probably a knife. You're just um, <laughs> just wearing that around, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, so they uh, they look at Ed Basil, who I keep wanting to call George Saint Basil, but I know it's Basil Saint George. Um, and they they sort of like uh, they just take like a swig of their milk as if it were whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, and just kind of pass off the question because there's no such thing <laughs> that that they've ever encountered at least. Okay. Um, 
Um, but they but they do they do mention that, uh, or they they look at their cousin Zeke, mm-hmm. <laughs> and say, "Oh, it does love the uh, name Zeke. I'm so glad I picked it. <laughs> it's good. It's a good just sell it um, here." They say, you know, uh, fairies don't really wouldn't really kidnap someone like this. They would probably. Well, I have I have some books, so right. If you, if you, we can, we can share notes, you, me, and Claire, and Basil, and, and, and Basil, can can't share notes, Basil. can't, you can't leave out Basil. <laughs> um, you know, aliens would be really easy to kill, I think they're just vulnerable to bullets. I was yeah. just about to say, I think, I think we should take this at face value. I think these are aliens. At least that's what my, that's what I've heard from my contacts in the agency. Oh, Oh, man. Well, how are we supposed to get up to them if they're in a spaceship? Shit. <laughs> right? Um. And if it's fairies, it's way easier, because they're on the ground. You just have to, like, figure out how to find, well, I mean, find we... them and then not get tricked by them, which is really hard, because we... they're crafty. We do know that they are apparently abducting teenagers, and we have someone kind of close enough in Claire, so if one of us gets abducted, <laughs> then we'd easily be able to chase them up on the ship. We've, they, uh, we've been here for like five uh, minutes, and you're already offering your adopted child as bait. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it is not Claire who would be the bait. The aliens would be the bait for Claire. What? What? <laughs> Because I have full confidence in her ability. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Basil. Um, She's gonna kind of raise an eyebrow, like, "Okay, Dad." I'm just, I'm just, I'm imagining Leon the professional, except Leon talks like snappers here the whole time. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> something uh, while this is going on, Asterion, is that um, after taking that swig, um, uh, the, the milk is. Past its expiration date. Ah, uh, they they hmm. covertly spit it spit it back into the glass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gross. Dude. Kind of uh, kind of gather the other people's milks <laughs> like quietly. <laughs> no need to make a scene. All right. Well then. Um. So, for starting off your investigation, um. The two things laid out by the uh, article were the scene of the crime and your uh, supposed one witness. Um, and then if you wanted to get creative with things, just looking around town in general, you could. But those are the two sort of like obvious hot spots. So what are you going to focus on? Are you going to go all together? Are you going to split up? What's your plan of attack? Well, if I were to suggest something, so I think we should stick together on this. After all, we are not from around here. We don't want to seem un- untoward. Maybe we should talk to the uh, to the man who wrote this article first, see if there's been any other evidence of alien abductions in the past. Oh, okay. That is not a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. Basil. I'm very good at casing places. <laughs> it's yeah. part of what I do for a living. I wink. I get it. He says aloud. <laughs> <laughs> Without winking. Okay. Um, 
Hmm. Let's see here. That is a neat idea. So to do that, um, I'm going to be perfectly blunt. This was not something I had thought of whatsoever. Um, but I am liking it. Um, Score one for the players. <laughs> yes, yeah. you gave him a Take name. That. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so that's the unwritten rule of being a player in a tabletop game: is if you can make the DM goes like, "Damn it, I need a minute," then you get yeah. a point. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, um, just looking at this, I don't think that just um, you would have to roll to find this person in the first place, like just by looking at the investigate a mystery role um that really seems like um uh if that's something for when like things are a little more dire or whatever so i think that by like asking around um you might be able to find out that uh well one it's not actually like a local newspaper but uh this person possibly um while looking into um uh like well they were doing their own scanning of uh like more local like news sources and that sort of thing they saw this like decided to you know come on down and you know get a quick you know get a quick story you know uh you can probably uh find this uh person just uh staying at one of local motels actually probably it might even be yours um but, uh, yeah, just because it's a small enough town and people are going to, like, take note of, uh, like, you know, outsiders and stuff. Especially if those outsiders are then making themselves known by asking around and all that. So, uh, yeah, I think you do track down, um, Mr. Bowman, who is, um, uh, has pretty much got their story and, uh, he's going to, you know, be heading back, but he's just sort of, like, checking out one of the uh like local gift shops which has a lot of like uh wood like wooden carved knickknacks and that sort of thing um and uh is definitely very interested when he turns around and sees uh your um motley crew standing there because like i'm visualizing your group and like if someone doesn't know your monster hunters you definitely look like gangsters or something except <laughs> well there's a con in town uh, the thing about claire is that although she normally likes kind of goth stuff when she goes out on stuff like this like right now she's just dressed in like a blouse and jeans so she looks completely <laughs> normal but right. she's standing with the rest of these exactly <laughs> um so uh he sort of starts i'm picturing like it's like just picture a reporter off the top of your head and that is Lee Bowman. He's a little bit like slight, got glasses and all that. And um, so he says, uh, "Can I?" Body? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, um, he says, uh, "Can I help you?" Yeah, that's what I picture. Mr. Bowman. Yes. We represent certain interested parties, <laughs> in f- that are interested in the story you wrote about the the disappearing girl oh um uh dis- disappearing uh, as i as i understand it they're a, a non-binary person oh i'm sorry i apologize it, it's it's fine uh, um about the disappearing person yes um okay um <laughs> like as as you were saying like 
parties interested in what you have reported about and then when you say about the missing person their like mood just like <laughs> they're so confused <laughs> but like they immediately lighten off like whoo okay i'm not going to get i'm not going to get whacked for something gonna still, have, <laughs> gonna still have my thumbs yep okay uh yeah uh what what did you want to know and um i think that um by asking will count as um investigating a mystery so whoever's taking point on this roll with sharp okay i guess that'd be me rolling with a plus one here ah that's a seven okay then um you hold one and one hole can be spent to ask me one of the following questions what happened here what sort of creature is it what can it do what can hurt it where did it go what was it going to do and what is being concealed here um with Ooh. the and the, basically the central conceit is that you can only ask things that you could conceivably get answers to in this situation right. um and so i'm going to let you use context for this i don't want to like rule stuff out like just off the bat but just like uh give me an in-character question and then let me know what out of character question it is unless mm. it's just the same thing well i guess i so the the context of the article did that seem to to definitively say that it was aliens or was that just like a prevailing theory um is that it, now is that you that's asked... not my question for this as just like like to set up because i don't want to be like go hard on like was it aliens <laughs> <laughs> what do you know um it actually was not uh like the word was not used outside of the title mm. i see uh, so the guy wrote it's like well no this is you know orbalite entity and the editor's like yeah all right get this get this headline on here Dope aliens, cool, got it. <laughs> um, I, th I think that I, in that case, I think it is actually a little, little bit of the was it aliens? <laughs> um, let's see, they they sort of uh, they 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 can be imposing when they want to be, mm -hmm. and that's what they are doing here. Yeah. Um, and they go, uh, they say the. The nature of the disappearance, uh, I believe your your editor uh, made a choice in in calling calling the uh, calling the factors that might be and like they use like a lot of jargon and crap mm -hmm. like like uh, the factors that might be re uh, relevant to this missing person. They were you they were described as extraterrestrial <laughs> in nature. <laughs> Is this a is this a distinct possibility? Is this something that you're trying to cover up and like <laughs> lean forward? Okay, um, well, that actually sounds like you're asking uh, what's being hidden here. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, although I could also, <laughs> I I could see it as uh, either. That I don't or... think that he knows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I would not okay. I would not be asking like, Fair. are they really aliens? Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're asking what kind of creature? Is it? I'm asking uh, what is being concealed. Oh, here. okay. I get you. Uh, he's, he sort of like uh, starts back, uh, hands raised, and it's like, no, no, it's, it's, listen, this isn't, I'm not getting paid off by anyone. This is just me looking into an 
interesting story that could potentially be something, uh, you know. Uh, as for uh, what the thing actually is, if there even is a thing, um, uh, as far as I know, there's no specific evidence for it being aliens over uh, anything else, but that's sort of what people would recognize if you put this situation in front of them, right? Like lights in the sky, people disappearing. To be honest, I uh, didn't put in the article because... It sort of felt like an invasion of privacy to me, but when I was asking around, um, the witness's mother uh, was pretty skeptical about the thing happening in the first place. Uh, she said that apparently uh, her daughter and the missing person are uh, close in a way that she didn't approve of and she thought that uh maybe she was a uh, covering for them as as in a, as in a runaway situation so so the daughter's an alien no i think <laughs> no, I, I think I, she's I, a fairy I, man. I, <laughs> I, I don't think i don't think that's the case either way <laughs> Uh, thank you for your time. You can forget we were here. Continue buying one of these very lovely wooden carvings. Uh, I think we shall be on our way now, Mr. Bowman. I hope you have a lovely day. Uh, th thank you. And then he sort of just puts his arms around everyone and sort of corrals <laughs> Okay. Um... So, uh, what's, what is your next step? I also, I know that, like, um, y you know what? I'm going to, like, uh, all that was kind of, like, awkward and in character. So just to make, make it clear, because I know that I was kind of, like, stumbling on the delivery there. Um, the answer to the question of what's being concealed here is that, um, uh, the mother of the witness suspects some kind of teen runaway conspiracy instead of a supernatural cause i see mm -hmm. so this might just all be sensation yes let's see so um next next on the agenda right so we've got we've we've hit the we've we've hit up the the reporter for everything that he knows mm -hmm. there's nothing else left there that well's dry mm-hmm mm -hmm. We did a really good job, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. And no problems there. Yeah. <laughs> um, completely, completely uh, not noticeable in any way. Yeah. Got a couple of Inconspicuous. <laughs> so, Claire, you're hipping with it. What is the as, accent as all, even? What is yeah. the kind of accent? <laughs> I want to know if I should be upset about it. <laughs> I'm I'm stealing the accent from the voice actor for Alexios from Assassin's, Assassin's Creed oh Odyssey. God. You sound like he the talks count like from Sesame Street. Yeah, <laughs> it's also that's also true of the voice actor for Alexios from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But okay, um, I, I apologize. Continue. <laughs> you should be sorry. So Claire, you're hipping with it. 
You're with everything cool. What if you dressed up in your clubbing outfit and go talk to go talk to the go talk to the grieving girl whose partner possibly just disappeared? Hey. Okay, she that one of those snorts was definitely in character. Um, she's like, well, I think probably my my normal clothes would suffice. But I think that might be a good idea if, you know, I go talk to her without without any of you all. We, we don't want to, you know, unnerve her yeah. more than she probably already is. So mm-hmm. I can go do that. I will. Of course, it's standard practice for the agency to insert a young looking teen teen. <laughs> Adjacent agent mm-hmm. into the field in this, this sort of scenario. Okay. You, meanwhile, you do the we twenty one hang out at the bar. You do the twenty one Jump Street a lot. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I I missed that. Meanwhile, oh, meanwhile we will be hanging out at the bar, waiting for you. <laughs> don't come inside. You are not old enough yet. <laughs> but she is though. <laughs> you are not old enough yet. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, so uh yeah, let's uh yeah, you can you can go and do that. Um in fact, uh yeah. I'm go I'm just going to say like in theory, like there would have to be legwork involved with getting addresses and stuff. It's let, let's not worry about that in this situation. Partially because right. that's not the part of that's not the thing that like shows up in the shows most of the time, you know? People just show up at doorsteps. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we just we, we bribed a paper boy. Yeah. Um Okay, so the uh, neighborhood where you end up is um, sort of, uh, the town is sort of set up along, like, um, sort of an axis where you have, like, the river and, uh, like, the street that goes across the river, and then there is also, like, sort of a main street that, like, you know, hooks up to the highway and that sort of thing that's running uh, perpendicular to it. Mm-hmm. Um uh you are sort of like towards sort of the edges of one of these axes so it's sort of like this uh just these rows of um relatively spaced out um like not fancy but um uh not small uh houses like and behind them are like you know the pine forests you know you're you're yeah. sort of out there, um, and uh, yeah, you go up and I assume just like ring the doorbell of the uh, Brown household. Sure. Okay. When you ring it, uh, the person that opens is a uh, middle-aged woman who looks at you. Uh, kind of, she sort of like sizes you up and says. If you're one of Linda's friends, she's grounded. <laughs> Claire nods and says, um, I understand. Uh, I am actually a tutor from oh, Linda's school. And uh, they just wanted me to come over and see if everything is okay, if she needs you know, any help with her assignments, or if there's anything that we can do for her right now. We know it's been kind of rough. Okay, yeah, that sounds like that's definitely manipulating someone. Alrighty. So roll with charm. Let's see. Uh, four plus four plus one nine. Okay, nice. Um, 
Let's see, on a 7-9, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. If you ask too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would take for them to do it. Um, so, uh, you probably need a little bit of proof. Ah. Hmm. Thinking of what I could do, because I don't obviously have anything actually from the school. Right. Uh, hmm. Can you use your fantastic powers? I could, although that could go pretty badly <laughs> if I fail. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, wait, actually. Um, while I'm looking, like, I think I could use Jinx here because it says oh. you can encourage coincidences to occur the way you want. Oh, um, yeah. And it, the target finds something you left for them. Would I actually have had to have left it in advance or? Um,. Uh, I I don't believe so. So so the uh, jinx is like a separate move, right? Yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's one of my moves. Okay, is there like a spe- what's the specific trigger for it? Uh, it just says you can encourage coincidences occur- to oh, okay. occur the way you want. So yeah, okay, yeah. Then uh, go ahead and roll for that. Uh, nine plus two, so I have an eleven. Which means, oh. oh, on a 10 plus, hold two. Okay. And I have some choices. Um, All right. So I think if you did leave it for them, that is something that, let, let me, I, I'll look at the choices too. Um, that is something where, like, you would have to have been able to make sense that you, like, retroactively did that. However, let me take a look at that. Oh, uh, if you want to interfere with what a by- bystander is trying to do, she is trying oh, yeah. to, like, block your way. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, so yeah, that would totally work. What kind of interference? Maybe, like, um... Uh, what if it's, like, uh... It's like, oh, yeah, I, I work with, with Mr. and then, like, a, a truck drives by. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah, whatever. so she starts to say something, and then, yeah, a very loud truck drives by. But it kind of, <laughs> her lips kind of look like they said a teacher that she's familiar with. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just plausible enough, yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, she, like, still looks skeptical, but then she just sort of, like, she's not willing to, like, push it that further if, in case it's legitimate, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she shrugs and says, well, all right, her room is upstairs and to the left. Uh, what what was her last name again? Oh, um, Linda Brown. Brown. Yeah. Brown. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Brown. We just really want to make sure that uh, everything goes okay um, and that she doesn't get too far behind in her assignments. Uh, so thank you. And she heads upstairs and uh, knocks on Linda's door. Hello? Hi. Um, I just wanted to talk to you for a few minutes. Would you Would you mind letting me in? My name is Claire. Uh, she obviously does not, uh, recognize, uh, that voice or name at all, so she, like, opens the door, like, a crack, and Mm -hmm. says, like, did, did my mom send you? Uh, sort of. She kind of, like, lowers her voice and says, look, um, I, I know your mom might not believe in what you saw, but... I do, and we really want to help you um, yeah, get she, your friend back. She opens the door up. Okay, good. 
Okay. And, and Claire comes in and says, okay, um, just so you know, your, your mom thinks that I'm a tutor from your school. Um, you can tell her that my name was Claire, uh, just kind of, just so you, we can keep our story straight. Uh, I didn't think she was going to let me in if I mentioned, you know, the whole green light thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, she seems very nervous about this whole thing. Um, her room uh, has, uh, you can see why someone would maybe claim that, like, she had just, like, made up or dreamed, like, a mysterious red light, because she's got a lot of, like, not necessarily, some stuff that's sort of goth, and some stuff that's just sort of, like, weird, you know? Maybe it would have been better to wear my goth clothes, but then her, (laughs) she might not have been able to get in if she didn't look respectable, so. Right. Um, um so uh yeah so you read that uh article that went out uh claire nods she says uh we we try to keep an eye out uh, my friends and i um we all have had run-ins with things like you have and um it's our goal to help people because we know that a lot of the time nobody believes what's happened to you so um I, I'm sorry. I know this is really weird, and you weren't expecting it. If I had had your number, I would have called you first. But uh, the point is, if something bad has happened to your friend, we want to make sure that it stops. So if there's anything that you can tell us that maybe, you know, the paper didn't want to include, or your mom wouldn't let you say, then if you can give me that information, hopefully we can uh, get to the bottom of what's going on here. Okay, well then that would be a, another investigate the mystery role. Mm-hmm. So that's, is that a plus anything? It's sharp. Sharp, okay. Uh, that is a seven plus one. So eight. Okay. Um, well, uh, you hold one and spend it on uh, one of these questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And was being concealed here? Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna ask her uh, where it went. Um, do, did you see? I know the paper said that it flew away, but if you can point us in the right direction, maybe we could uh, start a search. Oh, yeah. we, they've already been combing the woods, though, haven't they? So. Yes, but they they haven't found them yet. Um, it flew out. Well, uh, that way, and she points, like you know into the woods but is a specific direction mm-hmm. yeah it didn't like go into the sky or anything it didn't ah. go above the trees okay that that's very helpful um especially because none of us can fly unfortunately <laughs> um let's see i wonder if there's anything else that i can do let's say like if you did want to do magic at this point you were in a slightly uh safer safer environment to do so that's um, true i i can uh, do you, kind of like a then uh, again maybe it would, would be better to take that information to um is it zeke who can divine yeah zeke has yeah. like uh fortunes right that's specifically it yeah let me see here yeah fortune i can use it once per mystery this sounds like a good Time. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. You could cool. even just like call him up if you wanted to. Okay, yeah. So, um, she's gonna go ahead, and she's like, "Well, let me um, 
get in touch with my friend here and see if he can do anything with that information. Uh, in the meantime, um, if you're comfortable, comfortable with it, um, I can give you my number and you can let us know if you see anything else. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's going to, um, give her her number and then she's going to call Zeke and let him know the direction that it went in. All right. And that, and that it's, it didn't fly away and see if that helps him. Yeah. The, um, though also I will say that, um, uh, Linda looks, uh, like still kind of nervous, like despite all the help she wants to give you, it looks like she might still be like holding something back. Ah, I see. (laughs) But yes, uh, you can, you can go ahead and make that call and, uh, so, like, assuming, you know, you just relay the information, uh, mm-hmm. Zeke, um, how do you go about divining? Hmm. So, what are we trying to figure out specifically, I guess, is the first question. Maybe, like, uh, a specific location where we can go to find them, because we only have a direction right now. Okay. Also, the move is, like, pretty flexible, so if you wanted to, like, give an impression of, like, general fortune, like, telling, uh, you know, you can spend that hold in a bunch of different ways. Okay. So, I think, like, Zeke's gonna think about, like, how to phrase this, cause, and, um, I'm trying to think of, like, Alright, so yeah, he thinks about it, and he decides that the question he's going to ask is, if we follow the directions Claire just received, will we find what we're after? And he's got a, and he just pulls out like a, like a pair of D6s that he keeps in his pocket, and he pulls out a piece of paper and a pen. And uh, he rolls the pair of dice like 16 times and he scribbles on the paper for a while filling it with like a series of dots and uh that's going to be the fortune okay nice so i assume then when you spend hold that's going to reflect you like looking at your notes and all that yeah he's going to put together like a geomancy chart and then that's going to be able to he's going to be able to see like what's going to affect him okay uh, other people the events in general and sort of a uh, at the bottom, it's going to be a uh, a good or bad answer, basically. Gotcha. Okay, then. Um, well, then, roll with weird. Roll plus weird. Let me use the chatbot one. Basil, what the heck is Zeke doing? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Some sort of game. I rolled okay. a one and a three, plus two for six. Okay, okay so that Ooh. is a failure. Um... I get now, bad information, and you decide how that affects me. Or, Andy Mark XP. if you would like, you can take this, or if you want to spend a point of luck, oh. you can convert that to a 12. So what's it going to be? I don't really want to... Yeah, I could use some luck on my first roll in the game. I think I'm just going to go for it. Makes sense. Yeah. Plus, All this right. is luck we can take with us, so... Okay. Um, so, uh, you do that, and let me just double check, because we are using the... Hold on one moment. Yes, uh, I... 
Um, so uh, all of the uh, 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 so as of the Tome of Mysteries expansion, um, all of the playbooks have it so that like something happens to complicate things when you spend a point of luck. Oh um, yes. I've chosen this to take effect now, but it is happening within your sect, so you won't know until you get in contact with them. Oh, boy. Awesome. Yes. Uh, okay, so you got a 12. See, this is what and- they always tell me not to use magic. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so, uh, yes, you, you, get that, uh, you get that 12, and so you, get, you can uh, hold 3. So um, you can uh, use that to have a useful object nearby, be somewhere you are needed just in time, take plus 1 forward or give plus 1 forward to another hunter, or retroactively warn someone about an attack so it doesn't happen. Um, now, because of the situation, um, I don't know if any of these immediately apply, um, but you can, you know, you can cash them in whenever you want. Right, yeah, basically. Yeah, and it'll, it'll reflect having known. Um, okay, so, uh, now that we have, like, jumped over in that response, um, now, are all of you just hanging out at the bar, or, um... Are the others doing any kind of uh, investigating of their own? Now that the camera's shifted, you know. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I thought I. I think hanging out at the bar is kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, we could be could be talking to the locals, you know, seeing if they they know anything. Okay. Yeah. Get get talking to some sauced up locals. Okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um, that also is an investigative mystery role, and either of you can do that. But since um, I believe um. Uh, Basil is the only one that hasn't rolled yet. I feel like you should. This sounds like also I have plus two to sharp. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so Basil's like being the life of the life of the party, okay. going around chatting up. Yeah. <laughs> chatting up all those all those local guys in their Levi jeans and their t shirts. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you don't stay away from my daughter, <laughs> then you're gonna see the front end of my truck. That kind of <laughs> <shirt>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I got an eight. Yeah. Maybe a bit too uh, south for, for this setting. Let's go. Yeah. Um. I I don't know how to do an upstate New York accent, unfortunately, or how they would express <laughs> um keeping away from one's daughter. Um. So uh, they got one yeah. of those twelve rules for dating my daughter shirts. Yeah, they they do. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, um, you've got the same list of questions as everyone else. Um, what, what do you want to spend it on? He's actually gonna, he's gonna ask and be like, so, about the abduction, do you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I almost slipped out of my accent there, not gonna let it happen. Uh So, about that abduction, have, you know, they, they say it's aliens, but... I don't know about that. Do you guys have any weird folktales up here? Like, you know, the Jersey Devil or <laughs> the the Mothman. Okay. Really blended in here. Yeah, um, let's see. Um, you know, you're just asking up front. Uh, there is something I have had in mind. So, um, yeah, I think that, hmm, do you think that counts as what sort of creature is it or what's being concealed here? I think I was going for what kind of creature is it. Okay. Um, well, uh, you... Okay, so you get a, like, lot of, like, sort of, like, 
dumb speculation because a, a lot of people aren't taking the thing like well they're taking the disappearance seriously but they're not taking like the the the, the, the claim seriously you actually a general um sort of mood you sort of get is that the idea that people don't like the idea of it being a supernatural creature one because that would be a scary thing to acknowledge and two because the idea of like monster attacks or whatever makes the place seem like more backwater than it is you know that there's this whole perception that like supernatural junk going on is like some stuff that happens in like isolated backwater sort of places and they're a little bit too proud of their like aspiring tourist destination to accept the the idea of that you know i mean all i'm saying is is that a monster is good for the tourism industry look at nevada (laughs) they love aliens over there (laughs) can't get enough of it You don't really get a big answer about the local history thing until you find get some old timers and you find uh, one old guy who is actually pretty eager to uh, say that actually the reason that the town is named Horseshoe is because back in the day when it was first being settled, um, there was a lot of superstitions going around um, about the fair folk. And so people would be putting horseshoes up on their houses all the time. Obviously, people don't bother nowadays. But um, that's that is where the story comes from. There's actually uh, the the uh, town hall still has one up over its door as sort of just a historical landmark detail. All right. All right. Missing children, curdling milk. I'm just saying. Asterion <laughs> <laughs> uh, es- uh, passes <laughs> Zika five. <laughs> <laughs> Basil sits Ben down, and there you have it. It's fairies. We should have known from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now Zeke is scratching his head. It's like, I mean, we have we still haven't found out. It's just... Asterion just stares into the middle distance. Um, um, meanwhile, uh, Basil will actually text Claire and, says, and just text... Um, Fairies? Question mark? <laughs> like five question marks? <laughs> okay, so um, Clara's gonna look at her phone for a minute and then she's gonna look up at Linda and she can see that she's still like really nervous and kind of mm-hmm. closed off and she's gonna sigh and say, look, I know this is all really hard to believe but I know what it's like to have seen or felt something really strange and have no idea what's going on. Um, there's not a lot I can do for you right now, but uh, please don't freak out too much. I- I'm going to try to help you real quick. And so, let's see. Um, underused magic. One thing that you can do is bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. So what Claire wants to do is kind of like put a charm on her... Um, room so that they oh. can't try to take her. Okay, to... yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, that's yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you're going to need a little time, and let's see. Um, I think it, you're going to need to draw arcane symbols. Um, and it's going to take about a minute to cast. 
I would say weird materials, but I feel like this is the sort of thing where you can kind of like uh, home rig it pretty easy. Like even if you don't have like cold iron, there's Mm -hmm. probably like certain like just wording symbols and that sort of thing you can do. Aside from that, like you said that mistletoe, garlic. You said uh, Linda's room was kind of full of like stuff along those lines. Mm -hmm. So does she have crystals? Yeah. Okay, so, um, okay, Claire is going to take out, like, just a little mini notebook from her pocket, and she's gonna, like, look around for something to write with. It's like a sparkly gel pen, probably. And she's mm-hmm. going to, um, start, uh, drawing these symbols, and she's going to put one, like, at each corner of the room. And once she's done that, she's going to ask if she can, you know, borrow Linda's crystals, and she's going to put those on top, and they're going to, like, glow just softly. Oh, nice. For a minute. Um, then yeah, okay, roll with weird for, uh, using magic. Okay, I got a seven, and that's plus, I think, yeah, seven plus two, so I got a nine. Okay, cool. Um, it works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch. Um, the keeper will decide what effect the glitch has. Um, so let's see. Um, the different glitches are the effect is weakened. The effect is of short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor magic. Um, the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention, or it has a problematic side effect. Oh, man. Several of these would be really fun. Uh, I don't want weekend or short duration because I want to protect mm. her. Um, I'm between one harm or drawing immediate unwelcome attention. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm going to go with one harm. Okay, then. Um, uh, is it like a traditional sort of like nosebleed thing or is it like, oh, wait, I it just says, realized I'm it supposed says you to get yeah. to decide. Although I think okay. like a splitting headache would make sense for her. Yeah, I think the idea is um let's see. Uh I think the idea is that since you're not you don't have a lot of like the fairies like the specific sort of like fairy banes on hand per se. Um, mm-hmm. you've got to use some, like, kind of general purpose magical warding. Yeah. And it turns out that putting yourself in the middle of that, um, at, it, at, like, v- it, like, very briefly as the, like, wards are being attuned, it, like, lashes out against you, ah. which, uh, is not something that would normally happen, but you've got all this weirdness in you, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Hold on one moment. I feel like that is a good excuse. Oh, could you remind me what the tags are on your dark influence again? Uh, let's see. They are secrets, pain, and poor impulse control. Okay. Um, if uh, you are... Uh, well, if you are suddenly uh, beast, like hit by this pain, what would um, a bad impulse be from you? Maybe she just, like, crouches down, like, right where she is and kind of, like, holds her head. And she's just, like, she's not explaining or anything. She just wants to sit there for a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so do you do that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, mark experience because, um, uh, like, as you s- set this up, um, 
Linda is being pretty supportive, and then that goes off, and you start doing that, and she's probably, like, asking you what's going on, and you're just doing that, and she starts, like, sort of backing away from you. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great impression. Um, um, I guess, what what do you do in response to that? Um, after, like, a minute or two goes by, like, she, she's able to kind of come out of it, and she stands up, and she, she sees that Linda has, like, backed away from her, and she just kind of, like, rubs her head and says, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to scare you even more. Um, this just happens to me sometimes. I'll be okay, um, but I want you to leave those charms where they are, because if you do, they should protect you from anything that might want to come back and take you, especially because, uh, I mean, not to scare you too much, but your, uh, your name is in the paper as somebody who saw what happened. And, you know, I, I just, I don't want anything to happen to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so... It's the tiniest okay, I love it. <laughs> yep. She's just like, okay, um... I, I've done enough damage here. I'm going to leave you alone <laughs> now. But please, if anything does happen, you have my number. Um, you you can call me. Um, and she, then she's just kind of like, uh, wave a little bit and kind of back away. <laughs> okay. Um, I think like when you leave, you can see like, her mom has just sort of been like looking up the stairs at you. Um, but you don't get any further questioning or her whatever. Okay. <laughs> she just, she just sees you out. All right. Sounds good. So after that, she's probably just going to go back and rendezvous with the rest of them. All right. So, uh, with that done and with our, uh, preliminary, uh, information gathering, uh, gathered, um, I think it's time for uh, us to take a little break, and then when we get back, things, I think, are going to kick into gear. Uh, tune in next time for uh, the follow-up to Big Gay Nerd's first adventure into Monster of the Week. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Dave Camp, Dumpster Hime, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Heather Connolly, Homo Ace, Jack Toops, Charnope, John the Book Hoarder, MC Verdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Sean Kelleher, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier.